0: There's been plenty of discussion about McKenzie and and his commitment to Indiana, but what does it mean for how he'll play with the Hoosiers this upcoming season? You are locked on Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? You are Locked On Hoosiers, the one and only daily IU podcast. And we are part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Free and available anywhere you guys listen to podcasts, including over on YouTube. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. I'm your host as always, Jacob. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor of today's episode, Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college. And when you enter promo code Locked On College, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. We'll talk about more about them in a little bit. We've talked about Mackenzie Embako for a number of days since his commitment. What we haven't done is really dug deep into kind of his play style, how he'll fit with the Hoosiers. We said he's a really good fit. What does that mean? What does that look like? We're going to dive a little bit deeper into that today. I'm going to use some uh, pieces of a scouting report put together by Trevor Andershock of 247 Sports. I didn't want to rip the whole thing from him. There's bits and pieces I took just as kind of talking points for uh, what I think are kind of the three most important areas for him the athleticism he has, the shooting he has, and what he can do defensively as well. We're going to start with that first one athleticism. We know Indiana. Based on what we've heard, wants to play quicker, faster this upcoming season, both in terms of kind of running and fast break, but also in even in the half court, not as a kind of plotting, throw it into the post type of offense, one that can spread it out, beat guys off the dribble, get to the rim. On that note, Andershock wrote, uh, he's over at Peaks. He wrote for two, he's with 247 Sports or the, the same thing, but. This is where I got all this. You guys can go take a look at the full scouting report. Very informative. But about his athleticism, uh, Mbako runs the floor like a guard, changes direction exceptionally well for his his height. The physical tools of Mbako match current NBA wings and forwards. That's the type of all-around athlete he is. Mbako is fluid with the ball, too. He's not a track athlete that cannot translate to the court. Mbako handles the ball well from the wing and beats defenders off the dribble regularly. That alone, I think, is really good news. We didn't have a lot of guys last season that could beat their guy off the dribble. Jalen could do it. Trey Galloway could kind of do it, but Miller Copp couldn't. Race Thompson couldn't. Uh, Trace could if he's in the post. It's not really how you describe his game, but there weren't a lot of guys that could just take their man one-on-one and beat them off the dribble. Having someone like Mbako that can take that role and can do that is a big positive for how Indiana wants to play this upcoming season. If they want to have that more spread out offense that requires shooting and that requires um, the ability to, to play make and beat guys off the dribble at numerous positions. The playmaking part is a little iffy, but the athleticism part is not. And I think that's going to be one of the areas that helps Indiana out the most is that he can get the ball, he can get it in transition, he can go, he can run the floor. Um, Indiana's going, I think, to play faster this year. They're going to have, just in general, a smaller team with uh, Xavier Johnson, with Whoever is at shooting guard, if it is Trey Galloway, probably Mbako, Kalel Ware can run the floor well. So I think Indiana is going to be able to get out in transition. Anthony Walker off the bench. We saw how athletic he is. There are guys on this roster that can uh, get out and go. And Mbako's is going to fit perfectly into that type of play style. But again, I think the ability to space the floor out and take advantage of any kind of mismatches. Mbako's a tough player to defend. I think one of the best just kind of brief summaries of him is Mbako is exactly the type of player Indiana has struggled against in recent years and thus the type of player they've been searching for. If Mbako was matched up against the Hoosiers, they didn't really have answers for him and with previous teams Miller Cop did his best defensively but he would have been too slow to stay with Mbako. You put smaller guys on him, and we know Mbako physically can uh, get to the mid post and punish him in that regard too. So he's going to be a matchup problem, and that's a huge bonus for the Hoosiers. If they see a matchup in which they think he can exploit, he can get to the rim, they can keep going to that. They can keep getting him in space and having him attack. They haven't been able to do that. Indiana hasn't been able to do that with non-point guards, at least under Mike Woodson. It's been some time since you've had a guy where you can throw him the ball and have him go get a shot. That's been one of the things I think Indiana has been kind of looking for in the transfer portal and in high school recruiting in this spring just in general is more shot creation, more individual shot creation. And we always reference back to that Miami team. That Miami team had guys that could spread the floor out and take guys off the dribble all over the court. And that's what Indiana has with Mbako now. So that alone makes him a mismatch, makes him a positive offensively, but he can shoot the ball. Maybe not as well as we thought. It's an interesting discussion to have that we're going to do here in a minute, but he certainly will be able to shoot well enough to make teams respect him. How much better it gets from there will be kind of determining what shots he takes. We'll discuss his shooting as the next big thing here in a moment. First, let's talk about Bird Dogs. They're a new sponsor here with Locked On. We got a couple of shipment or a couple of pair of shorts recently. There are a number of things to love about Bird Dogs. The fit is great. They are um they they look great. They feel great. But what is uh, really good is just the comfort. Like they're stretchy fabric, they look nice, but you don't have to like obviously, I'm a bigger guy. You kind of have to sacrifice looking nice with uh comfort and at times, and that's not the case with bird dog. they're stretchy, they're comfier than really any other shorts uh I have and I really enjoy them for that what's the big thing for me though is their versatility you can go to sleep in these. You can wake up in them. You can jump in the pool in them. You can go to a barbecue in them. You can sit at a campfire in them, whatever it may be. You can go out drinking in the or at the bars at night in them as well. They're a versatile pant or short, I should say. They, they do sell pants, but shorts are what I have that I really enjoy, they also just have some really funny names. If you guys just want to go to the website, birddogs.com, and just look at the names, like that alone will entertain you for a little bit. You can head on over there and just laugh at them. But go to birddogs.com slash college today If you want to just go over there and laugh, just type in that um, that URL. Because if you do end up deciding you want to pick some up, uh, they'll throw in a free custom bird dog Yeti. They sent us one as well. They, they're they very nice. They're, I've been using it the last couple of days. I, I really like it. You guys can get one as well for free with every order just by using the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. All one word, LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. So go try some out today. Big thanks to all you guys for making us your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We're going to talk some more about Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen hood Uh The NBA Draft Lottery was on Tuesday night. The Spurs are going to get Victor Winbin Yama. That's not how you say it. I butchered that name. Wimbin Yama. Uh, but uh, we have a better sense of what the draft order looks like. Also of note, Jalen hood Shafino, Trace Jackson Davis are not going to be playing in the scrimmages at the draft combine. Not necessarily a surprise for Jalen. He's already a first-round lock. For Trace, maybe that means he has some type of promise that he'll be a late first-round pick. A little bit more interesting. We can discuss that later in the week, but we'll talk about them. We have some measurements for them as well, so we can look at that later on, probably in tomorrow's episode. Let's talk Mbako now, though, and his shooting. We talked about Trace's shooting earlier in the week, three-point shooting. Mbako's three-point shooting is going to be a big thing of note as well. From the the sound of it, it seems like he is more of a streaky shooter. He had times on the Nike EYBL circuit, and I believe with Team USA, that he shot well. He he can light it up. He can catch fire. But overall, it actually hasn't been great. Uh, so from that article from Trevor Andershock, he had this. Uh, per PerCerebrosports.com, Mbaco shot 92 of 307 from three over 53 recorded games that stretches from grassroots to high school, to all American games. That is 29%. And that is a lot of attempts per game. I was typing it in real quick, just a tick under six attempts per game. uh, He's taking one of the suggestions is that in that article, he doesn't always take the right shots. Uh, It said over a small sample, Mbako shot better, much better than those percentages when spotting up or taking one rhythm dribble uh, before attempting a three. That's going to be interesting. Um, You would think those are going to be the types of shots or second ones that Mbako would be taking at IU this upcoming season. You see a Galloway driving kick. You see uh, a pick and roll with Uh, Xavier Johnson and Killel Ware and a defender helps, it's Mbako that could be there for a spot-up shot. Uh, There's probably not going to be a lot of situations where he's dribbling, dribbling, dribbling and then just shooting a a three-pointer. Not ideally. There probably will be those situations, but that's not the offense that Indiana wants to run. So if it is more of those spot-up looks, more of those one-rhythm jumper looks, one dribble rhythm jumper looks. Uh, it sounds like he's a, he could be a, a higher percentage shooter, though again, as it noted, that's over a small sample size. What One thing that it tells me, 307 is a lot of attempts. If you're shooting six attempts per game, you're at least confident in your jumper, even if it's not always going in. That is something I think Indiana lacked last season. Just people willing to shoot three-pointers. How many times, even Miller Cop himself, how many times was a ball kicked out by Trace or swung around to an open three-point shooter that pump faked and drove or made an unnecessary extra pass or Miller Cop pump faked and drove into a a floater that, I mean, granted, he hit a number of them, but at times you just need to shoot the three-point shot to keep the defense honest. And... If you're shooting 307 shots over 53 games, that's a lot of three pointers you're willing to put up. I don't imagine he's going to att- take attempt six three pointers a game. It might be somewhere around there. I would bet it'd be closer to maybe four three pointers a game, four or five. Uh, but there might be games where he catches fire and he starts shooting five, six, seven threes a game. It's going to be interesting to see how the IU staff approaches that, because if he is a 29% three point shooter, you don't want an inefficient shooter to keep chucking them. Even if I, even if there is an argument to make that it, you do need to keep the defense honest, but I I think, I mean, I use staff has shown they can help guys with their jumper. Typically doesn't happen in the first year. It's typically something that takes some time, but I mean, I use coaches have made those improvements. So maybe there's something noticeable in Mbako's jumper that they can help fix right away. But I think overall, if you limit it to fewer uh, of the kind of the bad shot selection threes and more of the spot up and one dribble, uh, one rhythm dribble, I don't know why that's so hard for me to say, one rhythm dribble jumpers, which seem to be more of his bread and butter and would probably be more of what he's going to be getting at IU, that seems like a recipe for success. I still feel good about having him on the wing as a three-point shooter. I think teams are going to start out the season aware that he's a good three-point shooter. And only if he becomes like a, if he goes through one heck of a slump, would they start not defending him? And then we have other problems, but um, just having that reputation as a shooter is going to help IU's offense this upcoming season because they're not going to be able to sag off of him they're going to have to stay up on him, which opens up even more driving lanes for Xavier Johnson, Trey Galloway, whoever it ends up being. So that's a huge positive, I think, for this Indian offense. Having a guy that's uh, that can knock down jumpers, three-point jumpers, has the reputation of being a shooter and is willing to take those shots. If you're Again, if you're taking 307 shots in 53 games, you're willing to take those shots. And Indiana, I think, needed just more of that last season. Guys willing to take those three-pointers. If you do more of that, I-, I think it will lead to more good for Indiana's offense next season. We've talked a fair amount about offense. Let's talk on the other side of the ball defensively and what Mbako might be able to bring on that end of the floor. We'll do that here in just a moment. So as we know... Uh, no matter how good you may be offensively, if you can't hold your own on the defensive end of the court, Mike Woodson ain't going to play you. <laughs> and I don't think that's going to be a problem for Mbako, but we've talked a lot, uh, not just this episode, but kind of in the past week or so since he committed about his offense. What about on the other side of the floor, his defense? Here's what Andershock had to say in his article. Uh, Behind his physical attributes, Mbako possesses the ability to be a high-level defender. It's difficult to come into the Big Ten and be an above-average defender or better, but Mbaco has a chance to do that. He uses his length well, moves well laterally, and has the competitiveness to get the job done. I think if we go back to that first section we had, or the first segment where we talked about his athleticism, I think a lot of those things can apply to him defensively as well. He has length as a 6'8 forward. He has all that explosiveness, that athleticism, that quickness, all that can apply on the defensive end as well. He's going to be, at times, guarding slow, guarding guards, basically. We, you see a fair amount of three-guard lineups, and I IU's going to probably start him at small forward in a two-guard lineup. I don't know why they wouldn't. So he might be guarding guards at times. But I think with that length and with that speed – he should be able to handle that, and at times, kind of overwhelm some of those guys. That's a lot of body coming at you as a six eight, six nine forward with with a big wingspan and just kind of that overwhelming athleticism. It's also going to be interesting. I mean, those are the types of matchups that uh, he could excel in because he has the speed and the ability to stay in front of guys defensively, and then on the other end, he has the skill set to punish smaller guards. And smaller players on the offensive end of the court. I, this kind of gets back to the the mismatches he can create. But when you have a, a forward that has the speed he does, the, the athleticism he does, that can also hang defensively, that's when you start having, that's when you start creating those matchup issues, and having teams kind of on the back foot from the go. If a team normally starts a three-guard lineup and Mbako can go out there, guard that guard, and take advantage of them on the other end, well, then you're knocking that team off its normal game plan and forcing them to adjust into something they may not be as comfortable with. And I think that will be big for an, for Mbako next season in that he's going to create those types of matchup issues. He's going to be able to defend the smaller guys and stay in front of them and... Create those issues on the other end. We'll see what he can do in terms of defending fours. It's going to be interesting how much IU even uses him there, uh, because he's someone that, that it's more that IU already has enough bigs between Walker, between Malik, between Ware, between Sparks, that I don't know how much he's going to play at the four. Maybe if there's some type of Walker and, uh, Mbaco front court, if they go super small, which they haven't done, I'd be surprised if they did. Um, Maybe you're asking him to defend some big guys more, but I mean, just look at him. I I think he could handle that. But uh, more often than not, he's going to be, be defending smaller guys. And it seems like he is well positioned to be able to handle that assignment. Look, there's to a certain extent Mike Woodson wouldn't recruit a guy that he doesn't think could hang on that end defensively. Um. Now beggars can't be choosers, and not that IU was begging for guys at this point, but there has to be a certain confidence level Mike Woodson has on what they can do defensively, especially the role that that is going to play. So I'm confident that he is going to excel at this role at Indiana. I'm super excited to see what type of role he plays with the Hoosiers. This is a big one. We'll see what Indiana does with the final roster spot, but I, I could hardly be more excited for what the Hoosiers are going to look like next season. Because if nothing else, they're going to look like a different team than what they did. For better or for worse, we'll see. But it's going to be an exciting team to watch. So uh, it's going to be fun to see how the Hoosiers develop. And is going to be at the center of so much of what they do next season, and that's going to be awesome to watch. Awesome to watch him develop. If he develops like. Jalen Hood Shafino did last season as well. It's going to be fun to watch that as the year goes as well. So let me know what you guys think of Mbaku, how he fits into this team offensively, defensively, anything like that. Thanks for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Every dayers, as I said, tomorrow on the show, we'll talk some more about Jalen and Trace and the the draft, look at some mock drafts to see uh, some of the updated ones that include some of the stuff we've seen at the Combine. Uh, we'll also talk later this week, uh, probably later this week or, or next week, about some lineups I'm excited to see now that we have a better idea of what uh, type of roster and rotation the Hoosiers are going to have next season. So let me know what lineups you're excited to see. Put together not even just a, a starting lineup, but just a five-man grouping that you think would be fun together. We'll see what that's like. Now. Uh, we'll see what you guys say and, and uh, what we could – Have fun watching next season as well. So follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the podcast, all of that amazing stuff. As always, guys, appreciate you for the continued support. Hope you all have a fantastic Wednesday. And most importantly, Elio.